0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is DJ Martin, church pastor at Parker Ford Church, and welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series on the Bible. This series is titled Regarding Scripture, and every week we're looking at the Bible from a little bit different angle. We've been talking about uh, the last couple weeks, where did the Old Testament come from, the Hebrew scriptures, and where did the New Testament come from? Pastor Dave Hakes from uh, Daybreak covered that last week. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking just so briefly Uh, about biblical genres and some of the different genres that are in scripture. And this is a topic that we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about. Uh, So I'm just going to give the most cursory introduction to the idea of genres This afternoon, as I record this video. So, uh, just by way of review, because I think this is super important, uh, four of the challenges that any reader of the Bible faces anytime a modern reader opens up the Bible, especially if we're reading in English from a Western perspective, we're going to face four major challenges the challenge of time, the challenge of culture, the challenge of geography, and the challenge of language. This this ancient book was written a long, long time ago. So we're time travelers. Anytime uh, that we read the Bible, we're going back uh, to a different time. We're traveling not only in time, we're traveling across the world to a very different culture. Um, Not only to a different culture, but to a different place, our, our location affects the way that we think and our perspective. And when we read the Bible, uh, especially if we're reading in, in modern English, we're reading translations, uh, not, not from the original language. So these, uh, we need to read the Bible with humility, understanding that none of us have a corner on the market when it comes to interpretation, perfection or anything like that. Um, and so we approach the scriptures with humility, Uh, we approach the scriptures with the spirit of God, asking the spirit to reveal to us what it is that he wants to speak. And so uh, that can only happen when we approach the Bible with the understanding that we need to do so uh, very humbly. We've also been talking about the purpose of the Bible. And this is so incredibly important because when we don't know the purpose of an item, we will misuse it. And uh, just a silly example of this that I was thinking about, Uh, this afternoon while I was uh, prepping for for this teaching, is remember in The Little Mermaid, uh, when Ariel uh, collects all of the items that have uh, sunken into the ocean from shipwrecks, and so she she has that song uh, where she sings about all these different things that she's found. And, and like, while she's singing the song and she's misusing all of these items, cause she doesn't know what they're for. And she's combing her hair with a fork and uh, doing lots of silly things like that. And while that's, that's a silly, rather uh, innocent example, it does illustrate for us the fact that if we don't know the purpose of something, we're going to misuse it. And the Bible has been misused uh, for centuries. Um, when it's Uh, misused it's most often because the person who is handling the scriptures doesn't know the purpose of the scriptures and so it's really important for us to not only approach the bible with humility but to do our best to understand the why behind why does the bible exist well the bible uh, the purpose of the bible is to reveal the nature and the story of god The purpose of the Bible is not to control other people. The purpose of the Bible, it's not a rule book. It's not a life hack book. It's not a modern history, uh, nor is it a modern science textbook. The purpose of the Bible is to reveal the nature and story of God. We have to return to this over and over again. So there's four big purposes uh, for for the scriptures. Number one, the Bible exists to grow our knowledge of God. It It is the primary way that we learn about who God is. Um, It exists to build our faith in God, our allegiance to God. It exists to build our love of God and our love for others. And it exists uh, to uh, build in us endurance and hope. When we can keep these things in mind, uh, it's going to solve so many of the issues um, that happen uh, when we come to the Bible and misuse it. And so keep those in mind as you read. So let's talk about genres just for a few minutes what's a genre? A genre is a category of artistic musical or literary composition characterized by a particular style, form, or content. It's just a fancy way of saying that uh, a genre uh, is, you know, the style that something has been written or exists in. So some of the big literary genres that students learn about today are poetry, drama, prose, nonfiction, comedy, uh, and media. And those first uh, those first five, poetry, drama, prose, nonfiction, comedy, you'd find all of those uh, in the Bible. Now, within those larger categories, there would be subcategories. And so, you know, there's uh, music itself is a genre <laughs> of artistic uh, artistic expression. Um, but within music, you have dozens and dozens of genres. And then within those broader genres, you have subgenres. So for instance, you have you have country. Well, what kind of country are you talking about? Are you talking about pop country that you hear on the radio? Are you talking about Americana country? Are you talking about bluegrass? Are you talking about folk? Are you talking about, you know, what genre within those? And then you can break those ones down even further. What style of jazz are you talking about? Are you talking about, you know, jazz piano? Are you talking about horns? Are you talking about Uh, singing? Are you talking about uh, scatting? Are you talking about instrumental jazz? Are you talking about jazz fusion? Are you talking about uh, bluesy jazz, sad jazz, happy jazz, whatever? There's all that to say is every genre can be broken down even smaller, and it's the same uh, with the Bible. So in the Bible, I just want to introduce uh, some of the major genres that are in the scriptures. So in the Old Testament, here are five of the major genres uh, that that you find in the Old Testament. There's narratives, and that includes like histories, uh, like First and Second Samuel, First uh, and Second Chronicles, uh, large parts of Genesis, Exodus. Um, you know, parts of the Book of Jeremiah. Yeah, uh, you know, wherever there's a narrative, that that's a big genre in the Bible. There's laws. There's over 600 laws uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, there's poetry. Lots and lots of poems. Lots of poetic. Uh, writing. Uh, There's prophecies. There's many, many, many prophecies in the Old Testament. And there's wisdom literature. Again, each of these major genres can be broken down into subcategories. For instance, under uh, narratives, uh, there's reports where someone's reporting what happened. Uh, There's heroic narratives like David and Goliath or Daniel in the lion's den where a hero uh, conquers um, overwhelming odds. Uh, There's prophet stories like Elijah on the mountaintop or the story of Ezekiel in captivity. Uh, There are comedies. Uh, There's quite a bit uh, of really funny, humorous things that take place uh, in the Old Testament and narratives. There's farewell speeches uh, where where a a person in the Bible will give a long speech detailing uh, their life or detailing what's happened uh, in the past. Um, And then embedded within each of these, there's proverbs within the narratives, there's blessings, there's riddles, there's fables, there's parables, there's songs, there's lists. And that's just narratives. That's just narratives. We could go through each of the categories and break them down. Uh, For instance, uh, poetry, you know, the Psalms within the Psalms, there's many different kinds of Psalms. There's uh, the Psalms of Ascent that are about, let's go up to Jerusalem and worship at the temple. And it's Psalms that, pilgrims would have sung on their way uh, to worship God uh, during the festivals. Um, then there's imprecatory songs where David is yelling at God. Why have you forsaken me? Why don't you listen to me? Why don't you answer me? Where are you? Why do the evil triumph? Um, so in all of these genres, you can break them down e- even into smaller, and, uh, more intricate and precise genres. And in the New Testament, it's the same. There's uh, four big categories four big genres in the new testament the gospels which are matthew mark luke and john they are theological biographies and so they are biographies but with a very specific pers- uh, purpose which is theology to teach us about god how to think about god mainly by revealing the life of jesus and the teachings of jesus then there's the book of acts which kind of stands on its own it's a continuation of the book of luke and it's the story of the early church over the first several decades Of church history, then there's the epistles written by Peter, James, uh, John, uh, Jude, uh, and these these letters uh, were written. uh, uh, The Apostle Paul, obviously, these letters were written uh, for different reasons by different people in different circumstances to people in different circumstances. And so, the way that we read the Book of Romans uh, would be a little bit different than the way that we read, uh, you know, First John. Not and not be that we take one more seriously than the other. We read both of them to learn about Jesus. It's just that they were written uh, with a little bit of a different audience in mind and a different purpose behind them. And then the book of Revelation, uh, which is notoriously difficult to interpret um, and Revelation uh, come is is its own genre uh, called apocalyptic, and uh, apocalypse in English we think about the end of the world being the apocalypse, but that's not what it means. In Greek, apocalypse means to reveal or uncover. Thus, revelation to reveal, and it's not just. Uh, the end of the world that the book of Revelation is talking about. Far from it. It's revealing how Jesus is working uh, throughout this age of church history that we exist in. It's an uncovering of the movement of God in this time uh, that, that we live in. All right. So again, if if understanding the purpose of the Bible is more than half the battle when it comes to not misusing the scriptures, Um, we need to keep in mind the purpose of the Bible is is to build knowledge of God, to build faith in God, to build love of God and love of others, and to build our hope and endurance. That's the big idea of the purpose of the scriptures. But then there's uh, the genres, and how we read the genres is important. Just an example of this is when we watch movies, based on the genre of the movie, um, we go into it with a, a different set of lenses on. So for instance, if you were watching a documentary, um, which is revealing, uncovering the truth about uh, you know something that happened in in history. Um, you know, lots of documentaries like to uncover you know, like secret things that happened or whatever. So you're, you're watching this documentary, you're seeking the truth, you're seeking the literal truth, what actually happened. And the more that the documentary can get into uh, facts and get into what actually really happened, the better. And uh, the more, the more real it is, the more it accomplishes its purpose. Okay. Now let's say you're watching a superhero movie. A Marvel movie. When you come and watch the Marvel movie, uh, you're totally disinterested in whether or not this literally happened. You know, of course, this did literally happen. This is a silly story, and yet um, it can tell something that's true at the same time. It can be a parable, and and so you know, when you're watching, you know, s- superheroes might be a bad example of this, but you can you can watch a movie that's not literally true, that says something profoundly true about the nature of love or about the nature of sacrifice or about what it's like to live in relationship in a broken world and so on and so forth. You watch these two uh, types of movies, a documentary movie and a superhero movie um, that can both speak a truth, but speak it through a different way um, with a different set of lenses on It's the same with the scriptures. So when we come to the scriptures, uh, you know, when you when you read a narrative in the Old Testament, that's a certain set of lenses that we learn to, to put on to say, okay, when I'm reading a narrative, these are the principles that I, I should keep in mind, um, which might be a different set of lenses than the ones we put on when we're reading the Gospels, or when we're reading the book of Revelation, or when we're reading prophecies. Again, this isn't to say that Um, narratives are more true or less true than prophecies, far from it, all of scripture reveals the truth about the character uh, and person of God. And and so all of scripture is true in that sense. And yet, you know, when we're reading a parable, uh, we can understand that, okay, like when Jesus tells the parable of the prodigal son, he's not telling a story that factually happened, um, but he is telling a story that reveals the factual truth about who God is and how God works among us. So again, learning to recognize genres can go so far in helping us understand the Bible and uh, not misuse it and not misrepresent uh, what the Bible is saying. It's really complex because in any one of these categories, any one of these genres, you could get a PhD. Um, So there are men and women who get PhDs in how to read laws of the Old Testament or how to read the Psalms of the Old Testament. I mean, there are dissertations written every year on single Psalms uh, and how to interpret prophecies in the scriptures. And so this is just the most basic overview of, hey, Uh, Be aware that this is going on anytime you open up your Bible be aware of the fact that this is a collection of 66 books and within these 66 books written over the course of many centuries by many different authors in different countries. Um, that, that there's different genres. And so when we come with humility, when we come with grace, when we come with curiosity, and when we're willing to be lifelong learners, uh, we're much more likely to have a life-giving relationship with the scriptures. So here's some key takeaways, uh, for, for each of us today. Uh, firstly, the Bible is a complex collection of books, 66 books containing several major genres and many subgenres within those major, major genres. Okay, second point, learning to recognize the different genres of the Bible helps modern readers more accurately interpret and apply the scriptures uh, to our own lives. And I would add, just like I've already been talking about, uh, learning to recognize the different genres of the Bible would help us uh, not misuse the Bible uh, by misinterpreting uh, different things uh, that we may think that the Bible is saying that it's not saying. Um, Third point, many great tools exist to aid modern readers of the Bible, including study Bibles. You can pick up a great study Bible that'll help, uh, help you identify different genres uh, you can pick up a commentary. If you're reading through, you know, the book of Romans, there's tons of commentaries that have been written or you're reading through Genesis or whatever. Uh, pick up a commentary. There's there's great commentaries that explain these things. Uh, you could also get a biblical survey. Let me let me just uh, give you one example that I use regularly in my own study. And this is a little thick. It's from seminary. You can get smaller uh One's a little bit easier to read. This is just an introduction to the New Testament by D.A. Carson and Douglas New. And so all 27 books of the New Testament are represented in here. Um, This isn't scripture. So there's not Bible verses in here. It's not a, a rewriting of the Bible. Instead, each, uh, each of the 27 books in the New Testament has a chapter in this book where the author is described. This is the genre. This is the background. This is the geography. This was the original audience. This is what was going on at that, in that time. This was when it was written. All those sorts of things that help us understand what, what's going on. So pick up a great tool, and uh, a, a biblical survey is a great way. Uh, to, you know, before you start reading the book of Job, open up your Old Testament survey book and read the chapter on the book of Job, and you're going to go into it with uh, a lot, a great tool set to understand, okay, when I'm reading Job, these are things to keep in mind. All right, and lastly, when reading the scriptures, remember, always remember that the Bible is telling a unified story. From Genesis to Revelation, it is telling a unified story that culminates and leads to Jesus, and this is Uh, from Tim Mackey and the Bible Project. And I would also highly recommend the Bible Project is a great tool to use. And lastly, allow the Bible to speak on its own terms. Come with humility. All of us bring presuppositions to the text. All of us bring our own mindsets, our own personalities, our own backgrounds our own learning or lack of learning. We all bring who we are to the Bible. And so be humble, come to the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal and use good tools because there are men and women, faithful men and women who love Jesus, who are doing hard, hard work every day uh, to better understand the scriptures and to make it accessible to folks like you and I. And so allow the Bible to speak on its own terms, be a lifelong learner, be curious, be humble and uh, you're going to learn to love the Bible if you keep those principles in mind. I remember the Bible is just such a gift to us. It reveals the person of Jesus. If you want to walk with Jesus, you got to go to the Bible. You got to read the Bible. And uh, you got to ask the Holy Spirit, speak, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. And I pray as you go today that you would pray that even as you uh, jump into the scriptures uh, today, wherever you're at. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Go with God.